Welcome to Tiff's Logic on Talk Zone, the show where we speak about the sexes and the issues we all come across in everyday life. Now, here's your host, Tiffany Little. Hey guys, Thursday. Time for Tiff's Logic. We have a pretty interesting show today. The topic was complacent marriages, but then it dawned on me that um, complacent relationships is a huge issue we all face as well. Um, so we're kind of going to open it up to that um, that topic as, as well. We have um, a special co-host this this evening, and she has had she's actually been involved in this kind of relationship. And I thought it would be fun to hear it firsthand. I've, I've never been married, so um, I can't relate on that. But I have several listeners and friends and family and, I mean, everyone who has been um, affected by this type of relationship. So I thought it would be pretty interesting for all of us to hear. And um, I will introduce her shortly. For those of you who want to call in and ask her questions, ask me questions, give us advice, um, the number is 1-888-463-6748, and you can also email me at itstifflittle at gmail.com. So I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Um, I want to introduce our co-host for this show. Her name is Danielle. And if you guys, um, after we have give her a chance to talk, if you guys have anything you want to say or ask her, please feel free to give us a call. And without further ado, here's Danielle. Hi. Hey, Danielle. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. So um, the show, the topic is and was, you know, um, Complacent marriages, um, where we'll probably touch on complacent relationships as well. Um, I understand that you have experience in this situation. I do. Okay, did you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about your story? Sure, I'll give you some background. Um, I was in a relationship at the age of 18 with um, someone who was a little bit older than me. He was 27 at the time. And it all happened really fast. Um, and I guess a little bit before that is important also. Um, my mother had just passed away um, two weeks before I met this person. And so um, I guess that kind of makes a little bit of a difference in um, my state of mind. But um, also, so two weeks after I met this person, I was moving away to school and, um, we continued the relationship. I ended up moving back to, um, where he lived, which was my home also after about a year and a half. And we continued to date. We dated three years before he proposed. It wasn't really a surprise because we talked about it for a while. Um, we basically lived together already. And then, um, we got married after a year. So we'd been together four years and, um, just basically, we had a good relationship for about a year and a half, and I think the rate the relationship didn't work because I was so young, and I changed, and then he, 
things kind of stayed the same for him. Like things were fine in his eyes, but I was miserable. And eventually, because I was so miserable, he became miserable. And after two years of marriage, we decided to get a divorce. Um, and I would say the relationship was good for maybe a year and a half total before things started to go south. Um, <clears throat> basically, he we didn't really do anything together. I would say around the four-year, five-year mark is when we started sleeping in separate bedrooms and slept separate beds. Um, we didn't do anything together. He didn't even come to family functions with me. So we were, yeah, we were both pretty miserable. And I'm sure a lot of people experience these type of relationships also. Well, I mean, first off, thanks for telling your story and thanks for being on the show. Um, we have several people who are experiencing these things or have experienced them. And that's why I chose to do a show on it and hopefully we could give some people some advice and, or, you know, I don't know, help somebody somewhere. So my question to you is where do you think you went wrong in the relationship? I don't know that there was really anything that went wrong. It was just, I was young. Um, I changed what I wanted changed. Um, I decided that he wasn't the type of person that I wanted to be with. We just weren't compatible. And that's hard to figure out when you're young. And even when you get older, it's hard to figure out these things because, um, because of love. It's, it's hard. It's hard to, um, it's a scary thing to leave someone when you think that you love them or just change in general is a very scary thing. So I don't, I can't really say that either one of us did anything wrong. It was just, you know, our relationship maybe lasted longer than it should have. It should have ended sooner, but it just ran its course. That's kind of how it was. And if I can ask, why did you stay in a relationship for as long as you did when the situation, I mean, when you guys weren't happy, you especially can honestly say you, you were miserable. So why did you choose to stay for that long? Well, the, the main reason initially that I stayed was because I was a stay at home mom and I didn't know anything different. I just had a child, um, and I was terrified. Like I, I had no idea what I would do. And I thought that I was still in love and I wanted to do the best thing for my child, which I thought at the time was to stay in this relationship because I, I grew up with both of my parents and divorce has such a negative stigma that I just, I didn't want to be a part of that. And so I continued to stay in the relationship and be miserable because I, I didn't know what else to do. So is it fair to say you kind of sacrificed your happiness a bit um, because there was a child involved? I Yeah, definitely. Um, and after the fact, I realized that um, it, it, it was kind of stupid. 
the main reason I feel like I didn't do it was because I was just scared. I was terrified of the unknown. So what finally did it for you to where you were like, okay, you know, this isn't going to work. I, I have to, I have to get out of this relationship. I need to move on. Well, it wasn't anything new. I mean, we, we fought all the time. We, the divorce word always came up. We didn't sleep in separate, we didn't sleep in the same room. We slept in, sep- in separate bedrooms, separate beds. We didn't really do anything together. We were basically roommates. And it just, one day, it just happened. It, we were just like, this needs to end. And that's when we got attorneys involved. He, he moved out and I stayed in the house and he got an attorney and I got an attorney. And then after that, that's how the whole process started. And so how long has it been now since you guys have been divorced? We've been divorced since January of 2015. So a little over a year and a half and separate. We separated in August of 2014. And how now as an outsider or hearing people's stories and and you can relate to them, what kind of advice would you give um, for people in these in these relationships? Uh, I know it's really scary. Divorce is very scary. Breaking up is scary. If you're not in a married situation, any of it's scary. But who wants to be miserable for the rest of their life? I, I want to be happy. I would much rather be single and be happy. Um, I would choose so many situations over being with someone that you don't really like or even love. Um, yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> and so it was, it's very, very scary. Um, and people are, they're staying in the relationships for whatever their reasoning is. But as a person who's actually experienced and been through it, your advice is to just focus on yourself kind of and move forward and don't stay in these kind of relationships. Um, but on the flip side to that, can you honestly say that you put in the effort to try to correct or mend and, and repair things in, in the relationship? I, I did actually. Um, I suggested a lot of different things before we decided on divorce. Um, I actually went to counseling. Um, I saw a marriage counselor on my own and then I asked him to come with me one time and he refused. So I, I basically knew at that time that that was it. There was no, there was no repair after that. Um, he didn't want to try anymore. Actually, he did, he didn't, he stopped trying, I would say, uh, shortly after we got married. So that was kind of it for me. There was nothing really to repair after that. And so how are you today? How, uh, how is your life today? You have, You've gone through the separation, you are a mother, and you're recently divorced. How are you? Um, I'm definitely a lot happier. Um, 
I didn't have a lot going on for myself. I didn't have a lot of self-esteem when I was in this relationship and married. Um, and I'm a much more confident person now. And I think getting out of the relationship and realizing the things about myself that I feel now um, have helped me a lot. Um, and I do have a lot more happiness in my life now. And I realize that um, it, it was very scary at the time, but it was definitely a good decision. And w- we both know that him and I both do. Okay, so we have a lot of callers, and I'm getting a lot of emails. Um, we're going to take a short break, and we will be Welcome back to Tiff's Logic on TalkZone.com. Here's Tiffany Little. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. Um, for those of you that don't have the number, it is 1-888-463-6748. And we're going to go ahead and take a caller. Joe, are you with us? Uh, hello. Is this, am I speaking to Tiff? Yes. Hi. Thanks for calling in. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Well, what I wanted to uh, add to this is that it's the complacency I've been in both with uh, boyfriend-girlfriend relationship and also a marriage relationship. And uh, every relationship I've kind of had, eventually there's a certain amount of complacency that gets involved in there. Absolutely. Um and that's kind of why I opened it up, the topic today, from just marriages to, you know, relationships in general. Um, I think that it is, it, it's, it's a lot easier when you're in a relationship, though, than when you're in a marriage, I would, I would assume, because, I mean, Marriage is marriage. It's supposed to be forever, and there's a lot that comes with that. And so it's a lot harder of a situation to face. Um, but I know that every relationship can go through these types of situations. And, and so when you were in these relationships, did you, what did you learn? Well, what I learned is that uh, really not take the relationship for granted. You really got to stay on top of it the day to day. Uh, every one that I've been in, uh, seems to eventually get to that point. And sometimes you don't know you're even approaching that. You think everything is just fine. And a lot of it revolves around the different activities you do and, you know, uh, your social life together and, um, is uh, it, it it just pops up on you. And can you honestly say that you have learned and made an effort to change in future relationships? Yes. And the way I've done that is to not try over hard, not not to 
you know, you can also drive the person off if you're trying too hard. So it's really a delicate, delicate balance. And it's kind of like in the uh, social life, it's once in a while, it's great to uh, just out of the blue make a big surprise and you're going to go do something that is totally unexpected or even just that you're going to dinner and you're going to take go for away for the weekend and everything's on you and and such like that I know several of us out there would um really really enjoy that somebody's springing that kind of situation on us especially if you know you're in this routine same old same old you know work kids cook clean you know whatever your routine is so i mean i think that is excellent advice um for people here's one relationship that i really 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 did like because uh once in a while she would come in and just say you know i'm picking you out to dinner you know, and normally we would split the dinner because we're in a relationship. And so that made me feel like, you know, she really cared. She wanted to impress. Then for your day to day stuff, uh, what's the, what's the worst is if you work different shifts. I was in one where she worked at night and I was working during the day. I'm free to go out to the bars, everything else. When she gets home, I'm already asleep. And that went on for years. And so, that had to end drastically. But uh, let's take uh, dinner at home. Okay. I wash, you clean up. I'm, not, I'm sorry, I, I cook, you clean up. You cook, I'll clean up. And it kind of splits the chores up, and it's kind of fun that way. And then you're actually preparing dinner for somebody, and then you're getting rewarded because they're taking care of all the all the best and everything. Does that make any sense? It absolutely does. Um, and I mean, I think even if you're not in, you know, in a relationship that you should help clean up <laughs> when you, if somebody's cooking dinner for you, but definitely you could put a spin on it and try to spice up things, um, that way. And the, the treating each other to dinners and, and movies or nights out or whatever, that's always, that's always nice too. Um, so those are some great tips for everyone involved in relationships, you know, to take away. Can I ask Danielle a question? Absolutely. Go ahead. I'm here. Go ahead. Danielle, was that your first serious relationship? It was actually, it was my, my only serious relationship. Okay. So, you didn't have the experience of having just boyfriend-girlfriend relationships and seeing how sometimes those didn't work out. No, I did not. That was my first relationship ever. And um, we both kind of just fell into it very quickly. And um, the love thing, that's kind of where it got me. (laughs) That's the most dangerous one. (laughs) It is. Anyway, I'm kind of hoping... This helps. I hope it helps you in your future relationships. It it definitely it has. I've I've learned a lot. Just and I mean that was a long period of time to go with one right. person, but um, right. I've learned I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about what I like and what I want, and and the type of person that I would be compatible with, and and that's really important. 
well, good luck in the future on that. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling. I think we have another caller. Mary, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Thanks for Hi. calling in. Yeah, I just wanted to ask her a question. Okay. I was just Danielle. wondering if, if she could, would she go back? That's a great question, Mary. Um, if I could go back to the relationship? I mean, would you know, do it all over and maybe change things? Or... Well... <laughs> I can't say that there's anything I would really do differently um, because I, I have a child now and there's not, it's not really anything that I would do differently because I wouldn't have her. So I think it's just a learning experience. It was something that I needed to do to learn about myself and, and figure out, um, uh, th- you know, things for myself, what I want, what I like, the type of person that's going to make me happy, the things that make my, that make me happy that I need to do for myself. It was just a learning experience, and I think that's normal. Um, it's I think it's a rarity if you find someone that you want to be with for the rest of your life because you're supposed to change. That's normal. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I believe that that exists, that there's just somebody who's going to, it's always going to be great with. I mean, there's always going to be good and bad. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely. I definitely agree. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for calling. Okay, so we have um, an email question for Danielle, and the 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 question was, "How did you view your self worth during the marriage?" Um, during the marriage, I I had very little confidence. Um, he kind of just, he kind of brought me down a lot. Um, I didn't have a lot going on for myself. I just stayed at home with our daughter. And so I didn't have a lot of confidence. I didn't have a very high, um, uh, I didn't have a, a very good view of myself because of that. Um, um, but before that, I was, I did have things going for myself before I had her. And, um, I guess it was just after I had her that I didn't feel very good about myself. Um, but even before that, I was miserable. So that just added to it. And so, I mean, I've, I've read a couple of the emails that we're getting, and several of them are saying kind of the same thing. Um, they can agree with your story because they they have children, um, they're scared to make moves, um, scared about courts and custody and um, kind of divided households. I have gotten several messages about them just not wanting to not be able to see their children every day. And um, they are kind of – a few have asked how you cope with that. Um. Well, I, w- I mean, I would say it's very scary in the beginning because you don't really know how it's going to turn out. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know about custody. Um, those things are all very scary. But as far as not seeing your children as much, um, there are certain sacrifices that you're going to go through um, 
to be happy. And I think it's important for your children that they see you happy. Um, because it's not going to be a good situation for them when they get older if they were in a household with two parents that didn't love each other, that fought all the time, um, that didn't do things together with the children, even when they were married. Um, and sometimes it works out better for the two people to split up. And sometimes you are able to have a better relationship. Like in my situation, we are able to co-parent together. Um, for the most part, um, we do have a good relationship now. We're able to go to certain functions together with our daughter and even go on vacations together with our daughter. Um, that's not the case for all, you know, relationships when they end, but, um, the end goal is that, um, and it's, it's just more important for your children to see you happy and not in a miserable place because then they're going to think that's normal. And so I have a, a couple of questions actually. Um, as far as the initial split and, and you say now that you guys are, you are able to co-parent and communicate and do things together with, with the child, well, with your child. Um, a lot of people don't have that relationship and can't find that relationship with their ex you know, or their, or the children's mother or father. So what advice would you give to someone who was in your situation, um, and doesn't have the hopes of, or, and hasn't been able to accomplish that kind of relationship? I would say if it, I mean, if it's not possible at all to have that type of relationship where you can communicate well and, and have a good co-parenting relationship with that person. Um, that's just something you're going to have to live with because you didn't get along or you didn't have a good relationship when you were together. And if it's not possible, even after the relationship ends, that's just something you're going to have to accept. And you're going to have to, both of you are going to have to figure out ways to, um, have a good relationship with your child. And they just, the most important thing, thing is is that the child knows that you both love them and that it's not their fault that you know that mommy and daddy aren't together anymore um sometimes two people just can't be together anymore and it's important to be honest with yourself and with your children at the appropriate age um and i still don't even know when that age is but um yeah it's just something you have to figure out over time and I, I kind of want to step away for, from that for a second. And I mean, there's, there's so many pressures, um, you know, in relationships, whether it's marriage, um, work and I mean, kids, finances. I mean, there's so many things that put strain on relationships. And I think it's important that we, you know, Take the time to show our partner how much we value them and try to do things so the boredom and the complacent, the complacency and things like that don't happen. And I know it's a lot easier said than done, but it's important that 
when you maybe feel that or, you know, you can see things happening in the relationship that maybe taking that time to put in a little extra effort, you know, warm hugs or um, when you're walking, maybe grab each other's hand. I, I'm trying to find ways to to maybe not just assume the worst and, oh, this has to end right now. Maybe there's a way that we could try to help people and see see some things they can do to make things better. Um, we, we have a caller and we have some more messages. Um, I have to take a short break and we will be right back. Let's get back to Tiffany Little for more of Tip's Logic on Talk Zone. Hey, welcome back. Thursday, Tip's Logic. Um, today our, our topic is complacent marriages and complacent relationships. Um, the number to call in is 1-888-463-6767. Or you can email me at itstifflittle at gmail.com. And we have a caller. Jim, are you with us? I am, Tiffany. Hi. Thanks for calling in. Well, actually, uh, we're happy to do so. How, how are you today? We're good. We're good. Wonderful. So, um, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we do this? Uh, ask me a question, and I'll just tell you the truth. Are you married? I am. And how is your marriage? Well, this one is absolutely wonderful. And the reason that it is is because I have learned from former marriages what it takes to have a successful marriage. Okay. Would you like to share with us some of the things you learned for the successful marriage? Absolutely. The first thing that I would suggest anyone would do when they enter into a relationship that looks like it's going to go the way of a marriage, is realize that when you get up in the morning, look at yourself in the mirror and realize who you are. And when you deal with your significant other, don't lie to them. Don't obfuscate. Don't try and be something you're not. Don't try to change to please them because it's the recipe for disaster. And if you decide that you're going to do that, then you start telling little lies, and then the little lies become bigger lies, and then the whole trust issue comes into play. So we're always trying to find who we are. We're always in the process of becoming who we'll ultimately be. The problem is is that we don't share that with that other person, and particularly when you're really young, you know, uh, seven years later, pretty much you're a whole different human being, both biologically and intellectually. So I made those mistakes and I, you know, uh, put it all on my shoulder because I was too young to realize that it's pretty simple. Be honest. Treat that other person the way you want to be. If you have your faults, then share those faults with that person. If you feel something, share that thought with that person. If you love them, for God's sake, tell them that you love them. If you want to, you know, show it, I mean, words are cheap. After a while, you know, I love you, I love you, uh, that, it just builds that complacency. 
one another. Be one another's best friends. If you fail to do that, then also you're going to wind up like two-thirds of the marriages divorced. This last particular God that blessed me figuratively and literally was someone who took me for who I was, the bad, the good, and whatever that meant. And it's just been phenomenal because 12 years, Stephanie, I'm sure you would agree, not having a single argument is most unusual. Okay, so you just gave some very powerful and great insight um, and so I, ha- I have a couple of comments. Um, my first one is, if I can ask, how how young were you when you were married for the first time? Twenty-one. Okay, and and I ask that because I see I see a lot of the same thing. A lot of, and I'm not sure that this is fair to say, but. And I'm just going on what I see and have heard and people I know. A lot of people that get married before 30 run into an enormous amount of trouble. I mean, would you say or would you, I mean, is that fair to say? I would say, yeah, absolutely it is because you're still in the process of maturing. And uh, more often than not, particularly when you're young, and then you combine lives, you're combining your finances. And if you take a look at why people don't make it, oftentimes it's because of money, money management, and then the whole interpersonal skills thing. You know, uh, it, it, life doesn't come with a destruction book. And when your parents are done with you, if you're fortunate enough to have been reared, you know, to adulthood and to be able to go to college, and then you come out, it's like, okay, all those things that you've learned from your life's experiences do not translate to a hugely interpersonal dynamic where people are continually influencing you. And they, with the social media and a million friends on Facebook and the Twitter and all that, you know, there's just so much chaos and noise in the background that, you know, I, I think it takes more than a modicum of maturity in order to understand that, you know, gee, you're dealing with a whole picture now. You're dealing with two lives, and they should be combined as one in that utopian sense of, of the word marriage. And do you have children? No, I've never had children. Okay, and so I have this will be my, my final question for you. In this last relationship, you said it, it's been 12 years now, yeah. what could you honestly say you have done different from the first go round? <laughs> gotten older, gotten wiser, but uh, from the very first day when I realized that we liked each other enough that we were going to be around each other, and uh, she asked me to marry her. And I said no, and then later on it was, you know, the same thing. So about the third time, I just said, you know what, let's just have a sit down. And we turned everything off, turned the phones off, and just sat down. And I said, you know, tell me who you are. Tell me what it is that you envision, that you want, that you're looking for. And I listen. You just, sometimes people ask the question, but they don't wait for the answers. 
themselves, listen to what the person is telling you. Because if they're telling you it's important to them, then there's a reason for it. And you know, if you're going to go down that path towards marriage, shut the hell up and listen. For me, it was a whole thing with, okay, now my turn. Who am I? Well, I've done that introspection, and I know exactly who I am. And I said, okay, this is me. This is who I am. This is the, the good. But I wanted to start with that. Just because I didn't want everyone terrified screaming out of the house with a hair on fire. And then, told her all the bad things. And she looked at me and she laughed. She said, you know, this is, I've had a few uh, people in my life. and I've been married twice. And every man I've ever met has lied to me. She said, I've never met someone who's just so brutally honest. So how about this? We live our lives. You live yours how you feel is necessary. I live mine. And we find unity within that. And it has worked out absolutely wonderfully. I mean, I intend to be with her till the day she draws her last dying breath. And if she wouldn't have asked you to marry her, <laughs> would you have asked her? No. So you never planned on getting remarried? No. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, well I'm well, glad please. that she asked you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so too am I, but... There's an old adage, uh, it rings true. We plan and the gods laugh. Nothing ever goes the way you think it will. I want to say thank you so much for calling. You gave some really great insight, a lot lot more than I could have. Um, I, I really, really appreciate it. Um, thank you for telling your story. And thank you for listening. And um, we will be taking a short break and be right back. Welcome back to Tiff's Logic on TalkZone.com. Here's Tiffany Little. Hi, welcome back. We've had such a great show. Um, some, I, I'm just, I'm really, really enjoying some of the, the insight and the feedback from our callers and through the emails, um, from our co-host. So again, for those of you that do not have the number, 1-888-463-6748. Or you can email me at itstifflittle at gmail.com. Um, we do have a couple of emails that I really, really want to squeeze in. Um, I know we're, we're running out of time. Um, they have, uh, we, I got a few that just asked for tips and advice on how to change things. You know, they're, they're not necessarily trying to get out of the relationship and they're not trying to get divorced. They, they are just trying to look for ways to, to help, I guess, re rejuvenate the, the situation. And I, I could, um, 
I can just say I think communication is a huge, huge part of it. Um, I think talking to one another and, I mean, if you're having these feelings and you aren't happy and you want to make some changes, I think that communicate. Ask each other, like, is, is everything okay? How, how are you? And how are things? Or, you know, just sit each other down and talk, you know, um, if it's to that point. Now, it, I got another one that was asking, you know, from, they asked from a female's point of view, what would some things, what would be some things that I would like to see from my partner? Um, and I kind of touched on it earlier, you know, just, Tell them that you love them, give them hugs and hold their hand or tell them they look pretty and, you know, cook them a dinner, take them to a dinner, you know, I mean, those kind of things. And it doesn't doesn't always have to be those, you know, you can do something simple. I I mean, pick a flower, you know, put it on the bed, put it in the window. I mean, there's all kinds of little things. You can watch a movie, read a book. I mean, you can do anything and, and get some, some tips on, on that. Honestly, just be yourself and communicate. That's huge. I really think that that would, that would help a lot. Um, I have, um, a email and her question was for Danielle. She would like to know if you would ever be open to being remarried. Um, (laughs) that's a tough question because I go back and forth every day with that. Maybe not every day, but, um, as far as being remarried, I guess I would be open to it. Um, it just depends on the person. Um, I feel like maybe if the right person came along, then yes, but I don't think it's a necessity for me. I don't feel like I have to be married again. Um, I don't, I don't even feel like I have to have more children. I feel like I've done both of those things. And if I, if I was in a relationship with someone and they felt the same way, maybe they didn't need to be married. We were happy. Um, it, it's not really a necessity. So unless we, we planned on having children, then maybe the marriage thing would be more of a, more of, be be more important to me than not being married, if that makes any sense. It does, it does make sense. And I, I think, I think that that's important. I mean, a lot of feedback that I'm getting right now is people who are just, over the marriage topic, they, after, I mean, I've, I've read a few that have said, you know, they have absolutely no interest in getting remarried. And I can understand that. Um, divorce is not an easy topic, not an easy situation, and nobody wants to go through it, especially not twice. But you could always end up like our previous caller, Jim, who third time was a charm. And he... Didn't plan on asking anyone to marry him. He got asked and he got married and now he's the happiest he's ever been. And, you know, he, he can't, he can't see it without her. So I think that it's really, it's a really, really tough and there's no real 
answer to that. I mean, it's, it's based, like Danielle said, it's based on the person and what you want to do. Um, I have another, another message was how soon, and this is for Danielle, how soon after you were divorced did you start dating? Um, it was two weeks. Yeah, basically two weeks. I started, um, dating, seeing other people. It was, it was pretty quick for me, but I was also only in, I was, I was in a relationship for seven years with one person. And before that I'd never dated anyone seriously. Um, so I moved on pretty quickly and I, I'm pretty sure he did also. We were both ready to move on and, um, it was easy. So what I took from that and, when you said two weeks, I was kind of shocked at first because it sounds like it was a little fast, but when you stop and think about it, you had been so unhappy for so long that you, I mean, it's almost as if you just finally ripped the bandaid off and you started living again. So, I mean, I think that, I think that was a great question because it, it, at first your answer, it might sound shocking, but then when you think about it, I mean, that's what you, that's what you live for, you know, as in to be happy. And once you were out of that situation, I don't really think that it matters how soon, I mean, especially when you've been unhappy for so long. And so after you went on your first date two weeks after, um, is that when you started building back your self-confidence? And I mean, how was it? Were you scared? You know, I want to hear a little bit about the, the date, the afterlife. Um, dating after marriage and divorce, um, definitely has its challenges, especially with a child. But for the most part, I feel like, I feel like I got my groove back. If that's, I guess that's a good way to put it. Um, I definitely have a lot more confidence now and not necessarily because of other people, just because, um, I got out of a situation where I was miserable and I had little self worth. And I realized that there are things about myself that are good and, and that I do have a lot to offer people and, um, and just, um, Dating in general is scary. It doesn't matter if you have been divorced, if you were married before, if you were in a, a relationship with someone for a long time. Dating in general is is very scary. Um, so, yeah. And so we we only have a few more minutes left, so I, I'm, I can probably take one more email. And the the question is for Danielle... How is it introducing your children into a new relationship? Uh, well, that's very tricky. And luckily, my daughter is very young. And I don't typically introduce her to people that um, I know aren't going to be um, a long-term or a quality relationship. Um, if she does meet someone starting out, they are mommy's friend. It's... I don't know. It's just, it's very difficult, uh, dating with children or with a child. Um, and I'm, I'm still learning as I go, 
but typically I don't think it's good for them to see people around um, if you don't know for sure if they're going to be there, you know, two months later, three months later, whenever. Um, so I would just say wait a little while, get to know the person before they start coming around your children. Um, and um, if they do happen to meet them, uh, it should be more of a friendly manner and not so much romantic. They don't need to see um, you with someone romantically even like holding hands or being affectionate i'm i'm very careful as to not do that around people that i'm dating um if my child's around um <clears throat> so i would just say take it slow with the children because it does take them a, a little while to warm up to new people Okay, I want to, we're running out of time. I want to say thank you so much to the callers and especially Danielle for coming on and, and telling us your story. Um, it, it, it was a very insightful, insightful show for me. And I think that I learned a lot and I hope that, um, others can take things away from this one. I, I am, and I just got an email asking if <laughs> Danielle would answer a few more questions via email. So yes, feel free to email me at itstifflittle at gmail.com. Um, for Danielle or myself, we, we can, um, we will gladly take a look at it. And so next week, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And I hope that we have another good topic, maybe a co-host, tons of good callers. Either way, the number to reach us always is 1-888-463-6748, or you can email us again at itstifflittle at gmail.com. Thank you so much for another great show, and I hope to see you next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>